Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest podcast, where we're going to be talking about what is happening. Joe Budden's All Love Lost. I can't even look. I'm so insecure. Okay, I'm kidding. My name is Holden <laughs> Stefan Roy. Goodness. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And today we will be talking about the emo man himself, the king of the wine, Mr. Joe Budden. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I'm very excited. I'm uh, not. It's his album, All Love Lost, <laughs> which we'll get into, but this is actually my first Joe Budden album, spoiler alert. So, yeah, yeah, me I, too, me too. It was That's an experience. Thing. It was an experience. And, okay, so this is how the show works. We talk <laughs> about the songs track by track, going through the whole album as we listen to Mr. Weiner. And I, I don't mean to be disrespectfully, I think it's accurate to describe the tone of this album. Yeah. As And we'll get into if I like it or not soon. Don't worry. This isn't a spoiler for that. It's just an apt description of Mr. Yes. Joe Budden's yes. attitude. He's We're going to go through 12 songs exploring Joe's stream of consciousness, emotional venting. And are you guys are you guys excited to go through his diary with us? Like Ooh, honestly, yeah, that's literally what this feels I, I, like. I know I'm not normally so spoilery, but it's Joe Budden, yo. The, I watch Data to Culture all the time. I watched a freaking Joe Budden podcast a like, lot less I feel of the like time. People are going to people. I think really like him, and so I think sometimes I think I don't know. I think maybe we will see. Yeah, we'll see the reactions of you guys. I, I'm curious because we're not reviewing old Joe Budden. We're reviewing All Love Lost, this particular album, mm-hmm. and then we'll go from there. Which came out October 16th, 2015. So this is maybe a smarter way to start the show, talking about it instead of the normal jibber-jabber. Like, we're not professional people. We just go through the albums like we're regular, like y'all. And you could just pick up mics and just do what we do and then get a YouTube channel, too, and stuff. Ta-da! Go you, person watching this. But anyway, we just talk about it. Then we interact with y'all in the comments. Y'all chastise us. Y'all give us some praise, some Sometimes, and then we evolve and grow together as a big old family. On that note, we care a lot about the comments. It's my favorite part personally. And last week, I took the week off. It was my birthday. But uh, your lady friend Bonnie over here mm-hmm. and Mr. Christopher himself yeah. reviewed which album? Iggy Eggs. We did Iggy Azalea, the new classic deluxe edition. As you can see, I got out of that one. And based nah, on the so number good. of views on that review. You know I loved it. The number of views on that review, man, I wasn't alone in my feelings of this. I, mean, it was, I bumped it back like when if it came out. If you want to have a good time, go check it out. Go Bonnie, put the album on. Here's the thing. We both know a million better things to have a good time. Nah. Anyway, uh, on that, Lin- always good. Linda Williams dropped the comment. Ha ha ha. Chris cracked me up with the mustache rant. But anyway, I'll try not to be biased rating this album, viewing the curves and slobbering lol. <laughs> it may come as a surprise, but I had very few choices for this comment. Otherwise, Lindell, I wouldn't know. I would have gone with a different one. But this was a great comment, and I had a good giggle because, at a certain period of time, I remember the work video. This is Holden's feedback, and um, there's a lot of black girls twerking, and there's Iggy standing still, and that's all I can remember from that video. Yep. Anyway, right away, it's modern album. It's a 4.0 in my opinion. Now for Lindell, that's a low grade. So that's how you know it's not as good of a quality album as others. Respect, I'm with you, Lindell. And I think she has a good relationship concepts. I agree with that. However, I would like to see what she could do outside of her comfort zones. Completely agree with that. Because I actually think she might be more talented than she may even know. Would you believe Bonnie and I had that very conversation just before we started reviewing on how after watching the new Iggy Azalea single, Lola, I personally just kind of wish she would do something more 30-something. Like, just be in your 30s. Just be like... I don't... I think she's like 29, though. So... 
be like you're about to be in your 30s. Like, I don't know. That's the same thing. Your 29 is basically 30. You know, she settled down with the rich guy, killed him off, and, you know, anyway, is anyway, living, anyway. you know, <clears throat> her life. So, I agree with that. Thanks, Wendell, for your comment. There's a bit more, but y'all can leave a comment, and maybe it'll be our favorite comment next week, and then we'll read it out. Yep. And then, who knows? I was thinking maybe maybe for the patron, we'll let, like, a little thing where people can just have comments read out at the end. I'm stealing that totally from this misinformed channel who does these funny satirical explanations of Wikipedia pages. Like, he reads the wiki page, but he's funny about it. So it's legit content, and it is the cleverest, laziest channel I've ever seen. He animates, so like it's fair because he like animates and shit. Mm. But like from a scripting perspective, oof! I am impressed by the genius. It's misinformed. Check that dude out. I don't often recommend stuff like that. I don't know if it counts for anything, but that guy cracks me up a lot. Anyway. Same Before we jump into a special thanks to the patrons, is Mel Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, and I think, I hope that's everyone. Anyway, uh, Bonnie, what album did our patron, Coney Sparks, request from us to review today? Is the reason is why we're reviewing this. The patron was put to our heads and we had no choice but to do this album. Yeah, um, well, this week we are doing Joe Budden's all love lost all right so at the beginning of the show we like to contextualize our familiarity with the artist in this case mr button himself mm -hmm. the number two podcaster on earth both the numbered one and two podcasters are named joe, joe. joe. it's kind of weird rogan in case you were wondering um but yeah joe button got to number two uh so we like to just start off kind of describing our familiarity because it's fair if you've been a fan of joe button since pump it up and you watched his career and you listened to everything everything your feelings towards an album like this are probably going to be very different than somebody like mine whose experience is not that and i think it's maybe the only time it's been like actually relevant to the review is when you heard this album versus your your knowledge of joe budden today okay. so let's start have you i know you know a little bit because i watch a lot of his stuff yeah so i mean like occasionally like i'll you know be in here or whatever watching and you know i'll, I'll see was you know and i know what enough about what the whole show is and the premise and who's we're, on we're it we're talking about state of the culture yeah or the joe budden podcast um both actually i mean i've seen you watching both i don't know i don't know that i've ever like put it on myself but i've seen you I have it understand. on a few times um you know, no, I probably put on the one with the Eminem. I watched that one. <laughs> I think that one was a very engaging episode. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, that's about as much as I know about him from that life. And I did a lyrical breakdown um, on Slaughtermouse. Slaughter which we'll get into on this album. Yeah. Yay, it's on this album. Um, I guess for me... I do not know Joe Budden as a rapper. In fact, he's, let's say when Slaughterhouse came out, I listened to like everybody but Joe Budden on that album. Like, I feel like he wasn't one of the ones that stood out to me for the few singles I heard because I'm not even going to front like I'm a Slaughterhouse fan like that. I actually think I would really enjoy their music now a lot more that I've evolved as a hip hop fan. But back then, I was mostly just interested in Royce and mostly because of Bad Meets Evil. Um, so Joe Biden was just like not on my radar, but like he was a name that like he's one of those guys everyone would bring up that everybody called a spitter. Like he was a real rapper. Like everybody would always say that about him. And like he was one of those guys who you like 
I felt like if you were trying to like be a hip hop head and you were not very knowledgeable, you should fake and you wanted to like fake it a little bit because maybe like 20 year old means a bit of a faker a little bit. Um, Joe Budden was like the kind of name that if you knew got you cool points with people who otherwise might think you're a faker. Um, hmm. Anyway, so I don't really follow his music career very much at all simply because not on my radar much then the joe budden podcast comes out now you may wonder why i watched that for a while because i make a podcast and i felt like watching joe budden in his emo erratic state was like watching me a little bit i feel like i am in kindred emotionally fucked upness and if you watch Hmm. our like 2017 episodes Tell me I'm not spazzing out like Joe Budden all the fucking time. Like, for real. If anybody from back in the day, I'll admit it. I was a little bit more of a spastic case and I would get triggered off and whatnot. So I found myself really enjoying it. And I found Bonnie and Chris to be like Rory and Maul. And I, I kind of found that, like, really relatable, honestly. That's why I watched it. Plus, I felt like it would be interesting to learn more about hip-hop culture in general. And then the Joe Budden podcast did discuss that. But then State of the Culture came and I kind of just prefer hearing like Jinx and them respond to Joe. Although Joe doesn't really say crap on State of the Culture. He plays the role of the host and saves his opinions for the Joe Budden podcast if we're being like super real. Hmm. He barely states opinions on that uh, show. But I really like the new lady. I really like Remy Ma. I really like the debate. I like the trollish nature of Joe Budden. And this is one of the proudest moments of my life. Joe Budden retweeted me. <laughs> it was like, it was truly, truly oh, dope. Yeah. And Mr. Coney Sparks hit me up and it's like, Joe Budden retweeted you. I was like, it's, it's so cool. It is so one of the proudest moments of my entire Twitter life <laughs> is that. So hopefully I remembered and you saw a little cut of that pop up as I was saying this. But um, all that to say... I liked him as a media personality, and as a media personality, Joe Budden is currently one of my biggest inspirations. Somebody I very much respect, whose well, moves I, think I he's watch. Well, kind of grown up a mm. little bit. His, like, video with Charlemagne the God when they did their, like, top five whatever list. Oh, inspirational. Just the moves, watching these dudes play around, learning about the way he condemns DJ Vlad and shit over the years. Like, Joe Budden is so interesting. But all I have to say, I know he's matured. And he's not the same yeah. man today that he is on this album that we're going to get into. And I think knowing that almost makes this album really cool to me because it's like seeing that the story kept going. And like Joe Budden is probably in the best place of his entire life today. I mean, the guy is lit in terms of what his life really has become, mm-hmm. even though I believe he suffered a recent breakup. Yeah. Anyway, I, I Chris Chrome, he watches all the Joe Budden podcasts religiously, like every episode. I'll be honest, I haven't watched an episode in only six months. Anyway, that's enough about my things. But when it comes to his music as a rapper, obviously I heard Slaughtermouse back in the day that one time. Somebody like put a blog, Joe Budden dishes him in him. Um, a couple other tracks here and there. I went back and listened to that one Slaughterhouse I like, the one song where it's like three, two, one. If y'all know Slaughterhouse, you know what the fuck I mean. Um, <laughs> that and i was like oh shit that is joe budden he does like the back and back verse at the end of the track and then yeah i haven't really listened to his music till now so um here we are the album's called all love lost i mean there's no love lost there's all sorts of different albums in the similar titles so yeah 
knowing that the conclusive final nature of all love lost is pretty cool i'll give him that yeah i mean it sounds like we're gonna get some emo crap and i mean mm. emotional and i mean my chemical romance the used type emo which Ooh. is good for my soul because, yo, no. you know I'm down to wine along with these either. guys. I'm like, so the candy. Oh, I shouldn't do that. That's copyright violation nowadays, so you can't really sing shit like that no more. Um, anyway, so the cover's a baby, like a Cupid baby. It's like a dead cherub. A black Cupid baby. baby. And it's like it's lying, a Cupid in, baby. lying in blood. Yeah, like Shot a cherub. Shot in the back. Oh, is that a cherub's a Cupid baby? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's been shot in the back with an arrow. Yeah. His arrow loves arrow. And then there's a rose in his hand. And I mean, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It's, like, it's not what you would expect to see. And it makes, and by doing that, it it's memorable. It's stark. It stands out. It's all white. And then you see this like dead baby. And it's kind of like the juxtaposition of like, I don't know. It's just so. It's so cliche. It stands out. Can we just call it cliche? Like I'm just looking back at No Love Lost and Some Love Lost. Like those titles are fine. All Love Lost has. It's just the corniest crap. And I, you know what? I say that with like respect because if you're gonna do the album like this do the album like this so with all the possible respect possible this is the perfect corny cut my wrist because you don't love me anymore album i mean uh, okay like vindicated how like that type of crap Mm -hmm. like with dashboard confessional spider-man song i feel like everyone knows that like it's that like i see that cover and i feel that and i'm like all right joe we go in there Spoiler alert, the album does not disappoint. Um, I don't have a lot more to comment. I, I think mean, it is cornily yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. So you want to get into song one? I would love to talk about the title track slash intro. All love lost. I got to give Joe Budden a lot of respect. He writes tool song length songs. Like this is a tool album. Seven it's minutes an hour and, and 14 seconds. minutes. And it's 12 songs, okay? That's a Tool album. That's like, oh shit. The first seven minutes and 21 seconds. I looked at that and I'm like, are you, are wow. So, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it like, those seven minute songs are kind of like this in my experience. They are either riveting, wonderful, replayable experiences like a Tool song, or they're not. We'll get into it. Um, so on that note, I just looked at the track list and I cried a little bit. <laughs> like, so like yep. I decided I'm going to hit the elliptical that I bought recently so my health can improve. And I was reviewing songs. And I decided I'm going to do 30-minute sets a couple times a day. You know, that's a good move. I can handle that. I got through 1.2 Joe Budden songs on my first like attempt <laughs> of review. I got through the title and then I started playing Broke and I was like basically done my time. And I'm like, oh, crap that that's okay i'm like i got through broke also but for real two songs in 30 minutes of my because i've listened to each song three times in a row anyway um what do you think about the first letter in our diary well um right from the very start he's very personal um you know he's telling us a story about something that he went through so you get this feeling right away that this is um like a, a form of therapy for him 
Uh, he doesn't know what to do at this point because, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't like his last album and they were complaining. Pause. Yeah. Remember when we listened to that NBA song? That song with uh, French Montana and Wiz Khalifa. And oh, Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that was on the album he's talking about. Why? Because it was in the Joe Budden annotated comments on right. Genius. Because guess who commented on every song telling you what it's about? Joe Budden. Go on. Yeah, because he has to. Um, so, anyways, so I guess a lot of people didn't like it. For the it, record, and it's didn't... cool that Joe Budden commented. Yes. Not uncool. Yes. And um, it, it just kind of, I think people didn't feel like he was being honest or didn't feel like him. Um, and so he kind of explains, uh, or I think just that kind of explains like, like the kind of honesty that we're going to get. Like we're not going to get any fakeness. It's going to be like 100% real and he's going to tell it like it is. Um, so that's what we're getting, um, you know, because, but people are never are never happy so we'll see what happens after this album um so he talks about going through like hard times kind of about like alcohol abuse and um about like the issues that he has from like his past and um he feels uh, you know a lot of self-doubt and he feels very depressed and uh, he has a lot of like mental issues um and he's, you know, he, he makes it clear that he's, like, not a guy out on the streets. Like, he's a good guy. Um, or, you know, I think he, I think he, we find out later on that he's kind of, like, cleaned up. But that maybe he was involved in some stuff. Well, I think he was trying to imply, I'm not, like, streets as in involved with gangs. Mm -hmm. I never claimed that life, even if I wild out or whatever. I right. never pretended to be something I'm not. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, cool. Always glad to hear that. Um... You know, he talks about that he started abusing pills, uh, and because of that, he became uh, impotent. And you know, he, he, even with like this like super hot lady, he like you know model or whatever, like he couldn't get it up for her, and like and so like that sucks. And he's you know, and that's pretty fucking honest for a guy because like that's you know a guy's like biggest, um, you know ego booster or whatever like it's his penis everybody you know everybody knows that and so you know it sucks when like and he's talking about like it's not working and it's because of my own fault um so that sucks um and he doesn't feel the same connection with like his you know his bandmates um he talks about that and um i don't know i mean the beat is very like clean and clear and it's very like well produced and it sort of uh has this like rockish feel to it and it's kind of hard while still being like moody and intense and like you know everything that he is um so in that aspect it's very well done it was very good um and all the types of love uh, is just lost here and obviously he feels lonely and it's a bit long and i don't know really why it had to be this long because like the last like okay. i mean, there was like you know there was like a part that didn't necessarily need to, you know a big chunk of like just music which is fine are I mean, you kidding me it's, it's fine but the the guitar solo replaces vocals as a verse part. That's like its purpose, right? Because yeah, that so was a long though. <laughs> anyway, it's meant to express. Like, is what I thought was really good. The guitar solo is really what. Yes, it is. Sold the it's song just a on bit me. Long. It was actually not because maybe it was because I was on an elliptical and I was feeling this endorphin rush, <laughs> but <clears throat> and I had nothing to do but think about the song kind of thing. Yeah. But I realized after this verse, it's like words can't say it anymore. 
and then this guitar if you listen to the tone it uses it bleeds pain that yeah. guitar is a painful bleeding like it's its own verse on top of that layer of music okay. and yes I mean, it takes like cool. a, a good minute or so of really getting it out and then it just lingers like it's it's running out of energy like joe ran out of energy the guitar carried it for a while it ran out of energy and then like all the love is lost like there's nothing left okay and i found it almost like metaphorical and on that note joe budden the level of precision in his songwriting like i can't even describe the level of detail here it is up there with pretty much anybody that takes that ocd like i'm gonna fucking perfect every line every second of it type of songwriter like i would i would say from that perspective he's like up there with a guy like eminem in terms of just every second being perfect yeah that is not commenting on the quality of the lyrics just the actual craft put into making these songs and it blew my mind just how because like one thing you can say about this is replaying it over and over again seven minutes is i never really felt it was bad or in in regards to the sound of the song when it came to the lyrics joe's a spitter here's an example of the quality of rhymes that we get you know mm -hmm. it's given then self-pity hits me and i start to feel like i don't deserve to be forgiven we're not talking about the honesty or just whatever the rhymes so you know he's feeling down like when you can't think talking when you don't drink so he's sober and he's feeling a certain way but sneak around your own kitchen because you got to get a swig in okay yep. so he's following up plus the way that he's just rhyming it just feels nice but then he caught me on this bar and i only caught it on my fifth listen just like like earlier today giving it one last listen you know i got issues weed and vodka will settle some well ain't that the pot calling the kettle one and when i realized i was like no shit eh because like that weed was like a double entendre pot calling the kettle black yep. as in that's like being a hypocrite yep and weed and vodka and then that's actually just pot calling the kettle one which is vodka yep and that's like that's the kind of bar where you might listen to the song like five or six times before it pops up at you. And I say that because there are seven minutes. Well, there's about five straight minutes of Joe. Now, to the length <laughs> of the verse, I actually get it, man. Because in a lot of ways... I get it, but it's a, it's for an opening song, it's a bit, it's a bit much. So, like, I'm not necessarily trying to floss about myself as a writer. But when I compose the, the lyrics that I put to my music... I honestly do not see length as an issue. If the beat is four minutes long and I can just do four minutes. But and, sometimes, I mean, long songs don't feel long. But like is, this one started feeling a little bit long. But there's a reason for that. And I think I'm going to get to it. I'm kind of layering how I bring this in. Um, okay. And like, I think that when you're pouring your heart out and you're actually just treating it like therapy it's just what's on your mind and it's very very stream of consciously like i believe in the second verse he's just like talking about a girl and then that chemistry we once had that it all dies something's changed i just can't put my finger on it and i'd be wrong to sing a song but let it linger on so it sounds like he's still talking about the girls <clears throat> but the beat and tone has shifted and now it sounds like he's talking about slaughterhouse with all the brothers talks and so right. the verse is really just joe feeling away in like you never been in one of those moves where you talk to yourself and you can literally just rant for like 25 minutes straight but imagine you're able to mm. rhyme now and imagine you're able to basically freestyle now and imagine you've been doing this for like 20 years 
And so you're just in front of a boot and you hear the beat and you're, he just keeps going, you know? Okay. It's not actually that hard. Like I can imagine it, but I don't know that I've ever done it. But as that. long as, as far as what he's saying here, put yourself in the perspective of being a Joe Budden fan. You've been with this guy for like 15 years or whatever, 12 years. Yep. Ups, downs, highs, lows, love and hip hop, pop, whatever. And then you get this, Joe Budden pouring his heart out. Now that in and of itself is very commendable because I'm one of those guys I mean, I that guess it... just thinks that more people should do that and i try to pour my heart out and i i just believe that the vulnerability that you can show while being a strong person is what really qualifies you as strong and you know what you can talk about fucking bitches and paying for strippers but like you said it takes a real man to admit that the drugs made you impotent and you had to reform your life because of that awkward and embarrassing situation mm-hmm. and to be able to put that out there into the world like almost, to start off his album with like saying that like this happened to me like almost as like a precaution like to a everyone. warning yeah so it's like kind of he's he's using his life and he's about 35 i believe is this is done 34 35 so he's a couple years older than me so i can kind of get where he's coming from like he has this clear desire on this album to turn his life around and it sounds like he's on a redemption quest mm-hmm. he's been on a redemption quest with tons of fuck-ups and we're at the point where Joe's dropping, like, it almost feels like he's dropping the pretenses of anything that may have been in the past, because I really don't know. And he's telling us, and I guess the fans, like, almost the truth for, like, almost the first time about his personal side of his life. And he mm. just, I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but that's, like, the impression you get from this. And this is all really good for all of what it is. But I had one seriously big issue with this song and many of the others to come right i'm just not in the headspace to give a shit (laughs) and i don't mean that disrespectfully to joe budden if i was like four or five years younger and when i was in a more depressed anxious not able to function as a human being i think this would have really motivated me and really i could have related to it and at my heart and soul a track like this is like the can really do a lot for people and i think it's therapeutic value being in the world it doesn't it's amazing it's yeah. actual song quality if i was in a different mind space it would be a different experience unfortunately i'm i'm having a pretty good week you know like the griselda <laughs> ghost producer just retweeted me i got some you know some cool stuff's happening yep. so i'm just i'm just not I'm just not heartbroken. It's been like five, six years, five years, while that we've not. I'm not heartbroken, and so when I listen to a guy, a guy who's heartbroken, a guy who's emotionally unstable and heartbroken, whining, but then knowing yep. he just like knowing there's nothing I need. Like let's say this had just come out, maybe I could respond to it like Joe Budden needed to hear a thing. But he already heard the thing. He's better. It's like, oh, shit. Well, he's already there. So it makes <laughs> me really disrespect this. Like, I know I'm not going super deep into the bars, but really, it's like just constant <coughs> slew of Joe Budden's thoughts. Like, I thought it was interesting, like the way he points out at the beginning when he can't dig deeper. They said his last album was garbage and then they dig when it's deeper. So basically, as in the wounds coming at him, um, like there shouldn't be there shouldn't be able to escalate this pain but then his last album was bad because it wasn't deep enough (coughs) 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 then he follows that with like 
they ain't see what I see. I guess my vision was weaker or they buy me to hear me so we can skip all the features. I'm like, woke me up in the pinch. So it's English now. They, since they don't want to hear French, they don't want to hear whiz. I didn't get that French line for a while, man. Until I saw the French Montana song. And actually, it was in this very moment when I realized, oh, French Montana, Wiz, Kirk, okay. Those are the people he's featuring off the last album. Mm -hmm. And so he's speaking oh, in English that. now, to be clear. <laughs> I didn't realize that was French Montana at first. Shoot. Anyway, so it's really clever. And what I thought was really cool is they'll hate it before they hear it if they think it's commercial. So they patiently wait in for my fortune's reversal. And I thought to Revival's release. And how much everyone hated it because they thought it was commercial just because of the track list and shit. And then there is this weird sentiment that I see a lot with fans where basically um, they don't really want you to succeed. Now, I don't, I'm not talking about the wonderful people watching this channel. I'm not <laughs> talking about like all fans. I'm talking about the part where core fans boost a, a person to a point where they can really achieve financial security and freedom in a sense happiness because financial security and the freedom that comes with that does give you a lot of not stress and i would say not stress sounds pretty happy to me not and then there's too much which is new stress but yeah, there is yeah, a middle ground yeah so you take a person who's been struggling forever ever ever and maybe they finally are picking up some buzz with slaughterhouse and they go ahead and switch some stuff up and they're just trying to figure it all out and they're maybe trying not to do some more maybe they're playing around maybe they're flat out selling out but it's the idea that why can't you let the man make some banks so he can go ahead and get rich and then come back and do what he wants to do and then he's got the money like it's almost weird that as fans we care so much about artistic integrity without any empathy into the struggle and decision making that goes into fucking not making money as an artist. And I'd say I have a pretty unique perspective of what it is to have a lot of debt related to art and to struggle with decisions like, yo, I could probably write a banging hit, get some half naked women and get some views actually not but it's not like a fake thing i could probably pull it off on very low money and actually make some bank rapping about some pimping shit or whatever i could probably spit some dope stuff i'm not trying to be braggadocious i'm saying i would study what i need to study and do what i have to do True. and i would come up with something that was fresh as fuck pop as fuck i would be i would just get i've half naked and jiggle like there's so many <laughs> things i could do to bunch go of twerking girls viral and i have to struggle with decisions like do I keep doing the thing I believe is the right thing to do versus coming at it another way? And while all the people that support me in their own ways are dope and all that other stuff, and I don't really have expectations for people to drop anything in their busy lives to come give a shit about what I do, I can also empathize with how frustrating it must be that like you finally get like $10 million, let's say, after 15 years of struggle, and then everyone's calling you a sellout hater and fucking turning on you. Like on the one hand, I can understand the frustration, but I don't feel like Joe's being malicious with it. I think he's just stating, I guess that's what happened. And it made me feel sad. And almost like part of this all love lost is like, wow, the fans don't really want to see me happy. They want yeah. me to be the puppet that I am. And that's an interesting point. Hmm. Like, what would happen on this channel to the patrons, let's say, or the people who are subscribed if I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing album reviews. I want to go ahead and do drama shorts. I bet a lot of people, and I'm not saying I'm going to do that because fuck no. But like, 
I mean, maybe I'll do it, but not at the cost of this. I fucking love these album reviews. But like, what I'm trying to say is more, if the core audience gives a shit about me being happy, then what I do to be happy is what's important. But I'm not ignorant. We're all here because we give a shit about the album reviews. We're not here because of my happiness. Not to say that you don't care if I'm happy. Right. But like, and I get where he's coming from. But then again, this isn't my music. This isn't like the relationship. But I put myself in that mindset where I'm like, I kind of get both sides of the coin. So what I love about Joe Budden on this song, and I guess throughout the whole album as we explore stuff, is that you get this this vivid dichotomy of like i fucking think you're a petulant child and shut the fuck up but good on you for saying the things i feel because i've related i don't know if this is what anyone expected in this review like but i've related to to all of this at a younger point in my life and i'm certain that if my world falls apart in the next couple of years i'm busy sounding like joe budden is here it's not what happens if heaven forbid i'm single and heartbroken and <laughs> somebody's up in the clubs and you know how do you know i'm not writing some crap like seven minute joe budden tracks right i guess i can't say that i'm i definitely worth at least seven minutes that's fair whole <laughs> album you know so i really like that and i like the fact that simultaneously in the same song he's kind of like talking about music but life goes like how he talks about how why the fuck are you surprised that i left the hood who wants to stay in the hood yeah fair are you guys dumb of course i want to leave the hood like this is joe budden's words and i'm like yeah and then he's but he's he, he does it in like a smarter way he goes none of, uh even so the goal's always been to leave the hood none of this should be a shock to y'all logic says if you're still there that's a knock to y'all and I, don't, I wondered if that was like a logic line as in the logic rapper but then i thought mm-hmm. my past that and just said screw it logic literally because if it is that's extra dope because it's a double entendre but i don't know logic's career like that because he pisses me a fuck off these days <laughs> and um but the fact is like the idea is if you want to stay in the destitute of your past that's a problem it's not a good thing and then just the way like he just kind of puts out his his whole situation the loves the love's gone doa once we left the murder scene joe okay joe button but i love it like you got to understand as much as i make fun of it it's like when it's your homeboy and you make fun of them is how i feel about emo rap it's my favorite like at my soul level it's i'm in the emo rap club what the fuck am i gonna really hate on what the fuck these guys do i want more people to want emo vulnerable rap that's good for me let's push that shit on the other hand it is so fucking funny sometimes when you analyze (laughs) it because it is often the worst parts of our character and it's funny dorky easy to make fun of shit so whatever i feel like i'm laughing at myself when i laugh at joe budden is i guess a way to look at it from my perspective even if y'all don't agree with me but then again and i I, anyway i really like this track what'd you give it uh, we didn't even get there yet. I don't, I don't even know how long this has been. Um, I guess we're pretty much done this one. I have gone through as much as I think I can uh, without bar by bar. I wasn't trying to rush you. I was just, you know, I I thought you 4. were coming to 4.5 on 5. So Why? did I. Because it's truly a remarkably, impressively, immaculately put 4.5. If I cared about the subject matter more, mm-hmm. like if I was in that place, it's a, it's a 5. If I'm depressed and mopey. But I'm not, so it's a 4.5. Yep, same. I mean, it's well done. It's not something that I would go to. But it's honest. He tells a personal story, so 
Okay, good job. All right, I know that took a really long time, and hopefully I didn't leave y'all feeling broken and bored. I fucking really love the flow, the way he spits it. Like, yep. I mean, we, I mean, we started with love. The beginning was magical. Then it ended, then it ended abrupt. How's it? Anyway, he did it better. I, I never practiced that, but like the way he hits that flow, and he, I don't know. It's yeah, that's yep. some shit where you're like, yo, I actually do not think I've heard another rapper do it quite like that. And usually you can kind of, that was fucking cool. Yep. So don't get me wrong. I know somebody else did it. I haven't. Before Bonnie tells us what she thinks, I've been trying to come up with a music video concept. And we were like, you know, internally just discussing ideas. And would you believe that the music video to Broke would have been the exact thing to show for the kind of romance-driven story with me on the side rap? I'm like, mm, no okay. fucking way. And so I think that me and Joe Budden are so like-minded, it's ridiculous. Mm, okay, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I think Joe Budden is a really respectable millionaire. I mean, fair. So fuck yeah. that. I don't care if people think I'm a loser. <laughs> anyway, what do you think about this track featuring the lovely sounding, and may I say very lovely sounding, Caitlin Tarver? Yeah. Um, yeah, I very much like the sound of Caitlin. She has a lovely voice, and it's a re- she has... It's a really good contrast to Joe because he's got such a like a deep kind of grizzly sort of voice. It is grizzly. Um like a bear. Yeah. And um honestly, this is another fantastic beat. Like this is just perfectly constructed. Um his rhymes on this one are great. Um you know, this is about, you know, issues in his past relationships. Um you know, it was too intense and the love didn't last and it ended with hatred. Um and he's almost like directly speaking to these girls or to like this girl. Like I'm not sure if it's one or, or I think or several. So, from what I could tell just as a general touch on for the whole album it's highly all inspired by the Tahiri or whatever the main girl he was with, but yeah. it also includes randomly and without disclosure every freaking person he slept with in the process of his life. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh- <laughs> like you won't know necessarily which girl at which moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, but it sounds like he's... He's almost like directly speaking to them, like he wants them to hear this. Like that's kind of like my, like what I took away from that. Like, Sorry, can I have one more thing? Mm-hmm. The girl that he says Vivian or whatever, who's impotent, is actually named that, and he sent her the song, and all he sent the songs to every girl, got permission, and they were all like, "Fucking do what you want, Joe." Because can you imagine you fuck Joe Bud and you're involved with him, and then he comes up with the song after, and you're almost like, "I should have expected this," or "I knew it was coming." Or, anyway. Yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, probably some are sort of flattered. I don't know. Um, but anyways, like, on a, like, the sound of the song, I mean, it's it's a fucking hit. Like, it works very well. Um, and as much as I don't, I very much agree with you uh, what you said, because as much as I don't always like the sound of Joe, Joe's voice, the way that his flow and the way that he spits is just fantastic it's really really well done like honestly this is a banger there's a lot of feelings there's a lot of emotion it's hard i mean i mean the the like the story of what he's talking about i could care less about but i'd put this on i think this is a good song i gave it a five on five allow me to bring up the video one more time i 
have never seen anybody in my entire life feel anything as passionately <laughs> as Joe Budded in the fucking stairwell of this video feeling the chorus to this song like violently just maybe, maybe the shit. girl in Showgirls because she got real intense in like that pool sex but I'm like none of like the Joe parts are like that it's just like he heard the music of this hook and he just got so into it like I've never a seen a little too much but he also I don't know if he can dance proper or not but <laughs> It was some erratic ass shit is all I'm trying to say. And it was like, I don't often remember music video stuff. As you may know, if you watch this, I watched them all. I just don't remember crap for most of them. I will never forget Joe Budden's erratic jerking in this video. <laughs> On the other hand, so sonically, it's beautiful. So much less my cup of tea from like the beat choices. And I realized, and it's going to be like a consistent theme on this album. I like everything about the songs except for having like a real huge desire to listen to it and it's because it's so soft and pop and mellow and nice and in the sound of it right and then joe comes in and does it perfect and when i say does it perfect i mean his lyrics are really again just relatable and beautiful you know mm -hmm. i mean we started with love the beginning is magical then ended abrupt how is it us that this happened to i mean who who hasn't really been in that moment where you're like shit this is real this is ending and stuff was it all just a lie how was none of it factual even in our demise it seems i'm always attached to you they said if you let it go it's real it comes back to you she just called me a thief i took it never gave it back to you and then it goes into the complicated nature of the relationship now mm -hmm. on the one hand i would not fuck joe budden unless you wanted your life on wax yeah on the other hand kudos for being real about it like i don't feel that joe i don't think joe's perspective is the 100 percent truth because i feel like joe's memory a is bit a, of highly, an exaggeration. a highly biased thing on how joe his emotional lens very Fair. He, he's yep. very open to this now and he's very okay with admitting it like in the eminem thing the way joe saw it you know like so yep. i'm respecting him for being cool like that but i really appreciate the the way he puts himself down as much as anyone else I guess we both had times we were being irrational we both thought our minds how are we not compatible say i pushed you at the door and you did what you had to do now you played a victim like i wasn't impacted to i'm like dude you pushed her out the fucking door who cares like it doesn't matter if you weren't impacted too you impacted her now, one thing I would like to comment just on this point is, from what I can tell, Joe likes him younger. Yep. Therefore, the responsibilities of guy in his mid-30s and shit, maybe, maybe not to all of them, maybe not even the one he's talking about, but if she was like a decade younger than him, come on, Joe. It doesn't matter who's impacted. He'd be a little bit more of a grown-up, which he is now, again okay so it's hard for me to do this because you know, times you, change it's because you know we did get better and you're like how often does that happen right like it's actually kind of really cool where like there's a kind of happy ending to this album yep um and then you know the second verse kind of escalates it you know now we're moving into hatred the whole world on our base business nothing sacred you know unless you know i know you're down to your core unless for years you just faked it i know all your flossy your soul when you're naked now you got a new squad all them bitches is basic and even if they ain't it ain't hard to mistake it and that's an interesting point so it's like i know you i know the real you etc etc as much as possible or you were completely fake the whole time 
But what I think happened is your new friends have come in and influenced you. And these are basically the core of it is a bunch of people that are kind of like trying to take from you because, I mean, you're dating Joe Budden. You're obviously going to be a high profile person is, I guess, the point he's making. Like in his mind, he makes women, which, right. you know what? There's probably some truth in that. There's probably a large degree of there's probably a percentage of people out there that are very willing to link up with a Joe Budden to launch their careers as opposed to actually caring about Joe Budden. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. And then this one was on the shorter end of things. I don't know. But I like how he kind of ends his verse. Sorry. You still call me every birthday to say that you miss me. You check to see who I'm with. Did anybody come after? But still talk like you to one. You say that none of the matter. I guess it is what it is. What about what it could be? Do we try this again just to confirm what it should be? So this I thought was super interesting too because it kind of gives Joe that redemption point where you're kind of like, oh yeah, maybe she is fucking around with him a little bit too. Because it's one thing if like girl bounces out and Joe's a dick and then he's just acting like it. But if girls like now hitting Joe up when she's bored and you know she keeps calling him and she wants to fuck, yeah, kind of like all of a sudden, I mean they're both to blame at that point, and it really just takes. I think the way he closes it out really adds a lot of value in terms of subject matter to the diary entry, exploring the brokenness of the relationship. And I thought it was a really honest song. Again, um, I really, really appreciate Caitlyn's verse and. I don't know. Yep. I'm giving this one a 4.25. It's hmm. it's not really my favorite because of the sound, but I feel like the album is hella consistent in quality, and I want y'all to know my preference doesn't take away from the quality of the song. Yeah. I mean, I love the hook. Like, we're broke like skeletons, loving to the bone. Our heart's so delicate from hanging on too long. It's just so good, like, for what it is. Like, it's really surprising in the realms of hip-hop. And I suppose that's yeah. something that really is interesting. Just, a, I guess, another little tangential point. Because, in my opinion, Joe Budden is an interesting character. Like, who else sounds like this? And I'm asking this also legitimately to you guys in yeah. the YouTube world. Who else is this emo? Like, actually legitimately, like, this My Chemical Romance with that shit. Like, straight up what I want. I, I don't I mean that cool. Like, I don't necessarily what I want now, but... This is good breakup music. Wait, who was the one that just kept t- talking about wanting to kill himself? That Lil was Peep. uh no. No, like like a month ago. Uh it was a requested album. It was Esham? Was it Esham's? Yeah, know. it was yeah, it was Esham's. That's not He was pretty mopey. Yeah, but like Esham I feel is like a little more theatrical. Like mm-hmm. Jackie's uh come guzzling slide, you know? Whereas Joe Budden's actually talking about Joe Budden's actual relationships like you're reading Joe Budden's actual diary. Yeah, okay. And that's always been what appealed to me in emotional punk and emo songs. It's always been what's appealed to me in this side of things. I guess Hobson does a few things like that. I don't know. I'm super curious. Who do y'all think are the best emo rappers out there? And should there be this kind of emo rap? Not talking about the little PB stuff, which I love because I like the rock stuff, but like this where there's adherence to the actual bars and the craft and the flow and the songwriting mm-hmm. anyway 4.25 for me simply because it's eh. um you good yep well are we just playing our part doing these yes. reviews yes six minutes 51 seconds yo wah, wah, joe budden is back at it yep. um i like the beat to this one a little bit more I feel like this song's a little bit better. Right off the jump, I I can vibe to it. But, yo, 
it's just like at this this is the moment i realized this is the album <laughs> like we're not getting anything else on this project and i mean i have not actually finished the review to be candid with you i knew this is going to be a multi-parter i didn't realize i would spend 30 minutes rambling on on the first song but um i just kind of realized while going through this holy crap it's just joe's diaries so i suppose if you're not interested in his emotional state or his love life it kind of makes it harder to get into it so in yeah. my case i'm not like relating to him on a personal level because my mental state's not in that place acknowledging it could be and it would be great then but also i don't care that much about this drama because i know his life's interesting now in a different way and that made it really hard for me to necessarily care about the lyrical content while recognizing it's great and it's interesting and it like i'd care in a different mood but man it was just like i don't know do you, do you feel differently like how do you feel about this one? um i mean no i feel pretty similarly i think um i mean this one is just about that he fell for this girl she had the best vagina he ever had no that's not what he says he got the best pussy i've ever been inserted into or whatever yeah yeah i don't know where the exact bar is but it's yeah it's, literally it's pretty one close of the to best. that um you know doesn't think she's you know experienced enough to be with him or something can we comment on that which i'm like wait that's wait, your wait. big issue no 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 no, no. He, he, what he says is uh i have an issue because you've only oh, fuck i don't know where the exact bars are but you've only been with like three guys before me so what are you you're not a hoe enough no but like what are you comparing me against you know and i'm just like w what that's not how it like works in my little opinion um like if you're if you're an interesting man like there are some women out there who just meet like one guy and that's like it right yeah yeah so, props props to them what is it that she has to go date some guys that are like worse than you for her to appreciate that you're good is that like the actual point that's trying to be made here because i'm pretty it's sure it's a whole weird sort of a point yeah i don't know sorry i, I go on no no, no. I, that's fine um uh, it, it is a weird point uh, absolutely um and uh, he has sex with um, a girl and then he let her he like he lets the whole relationship play out and it falls apart and you know it breaks her heart and then she's just being played and then um, his heart's broken too like he's you know obviously whining about this whole thing and um, you know he he's saying like oh I always attract these girls with like all this baggage and these issues and stuff like that you know because they all have low self-esteem and you know he can fuck these girls and whatever it's fine like it doesn't sound like it's uh, exciting to him it's just like whatever it's just like a physical thing and that's it um it doesn't really sound like he's into it so i mean i don't know it's it's well made um, but it's definitely not one that I would ever listen to like regularly or at all. Um, it's just too whiny for me. Like I really just don't enjoy this kind of like emo music. Like I'm not 14 anymore. I don't know if I, even at 14, I would have cared to listen to a boy whiner, whine about stuff for like an hour. 
Um, but it's, like I said, it's very well made. Um, so it's a 4.25 for me. I think we should just talk about this lyric for a second. Okay. Fuck sex, baby. Later for that, this mind game I'm playing is a greater climax. And the way he says climax is really forced to fit it. Like, it's one of the only times I think he should have chosen different words because that felt forced. Okay. Not a franchise player. The dude has so many fucking bars. We'll give him a pass. Not a franchise player. I can't play you to the max. Like, okay. I can't say it to you, so I just say it in raps. So let's unpackage this. Um... He wants that mind game, which I get, yo. If I can't get that mind game, I don't even want to fuck. Let me get up in that shit. We got to talk for a couple hours. I got to get up inside your head, and then you're going to worship the dick. doesn't stop talking. That's true. But then worship it. Um, Then this mind game I'm playing is a greater climax. And I get that because I'm like that. So I relate. That doesn't necessarily make you a player, but, you know, it's a fun game. Uh, Not a franchise player. I can't pay you to max. I can't say it to you. So I just say it in raps. So you're a cheap fuck who can't be honest and upfront with your shit. So unfortunately, I may sound like I'm judging Joe, but he does have his court clothes on. Y'all see the front behind the scenes more goes on. Here's the thing, like... I don't actually need to, to like, regardless to who you are as a person, regardless to what you're going through in your life, when you put something like this down, at least this lyric, there is enough there to know what the fuck is going on inside of your mind. Now, maybe this is, again, different than the previous past stuff. Maybe this is just, like, people judging them on what they see on Love and Hip Hop and things like that, which is completely fair. But if you're a dick on Love and Hip Hop, you're probably still a dick. You know, like, it's that attitude that, like, okay, you can judge me. You don't really understand what I'm going through. Hmm. Like, literally everybody who said that relates and has the same fucking crap going on as almost everyone else. Now, you can change the specifics. You can change the trauma. And you can change the severity. And some people went through it way worse than other people. But, like... Going through things, in my little opinion, doesn't entitle you to treat other people poorly. And I say that as the type of asshole that behaved like the Joe Biden in his song. I went through my phase of treating women in a little more, moving them through the door type of way. And I get where he's coming from on this. But I think... Like, I'm not judging today, Joe. I'm judging, I guess, the mentality and the attitude that Joe puts forth on this song. Because I believe in this song, it almost sounds self-righteous. Like, Joe's some kind of a hero. And I'm like, I don't know if I agree with you here. But then again, that's also the point. This is Joe's honesty through his growth and everything. So... I end up with that like mixed feeling which to me it's all positive like it's not none of this is meant to be like a negative thing i think this is this is what relationships can be like this is what human growth is i think there's tons of people that feel and act and do all of this type of stuff so on all of that note it's like a really impressive track to me um but then just to go back to that lyric another one is uh you real kind real sweet real nurturing it every time we link back up you just get hurt again that means you're hurting her joe you put all (laughs) men in a box i ain't one of them i'm i'm not like sold you're not one of them (laughs) funny how you got all answers and none got all the answers and none of them you only dated three men so i'm scared of you because with no point of reference what the fuck are you comparing to you good one minute psycho the next no longer letting it ride too much jekyll and hyde and i'm like there's no way joe's not exactly jekyll and hyde like that in all this like there's no way um on the other hand I guess my real problem is this, is that 
Joe is also like comparing these women to other women and it is this big comparison game the big flaw in joe's approach to women according to his this album so far is that he doesn't seem to care about the wants or desires of his partners there just seems to be joe's emotions and the more situational analytical logical breakdown of situations that as they happen with his anticipated expected behavior and the responses that get elicited and then kind of it feels like reporting and then you did this and i did this but you couldn't understand the depth of my emotion but we don't really hear joe make a huge effort here to care about the depth of her emotions yeah, that's fair. if anything it's like bitch you ain't talked to enough guys you ain't sucked enough dick to know how good this dick is is more the line of reasoning we're getting from joe in this track mm-hmm. um i control my emotion but wait you of age you old too i control my emotions yours control you like how old is she is she 22 are you like dating a 22 year old and then being like, girl, you're an adult? Like, fuck out of here, Joe Budden. <laughs> I'm 32. Different, At 28, I feel lives. like the, the span of 28 to 32, I have metamorphosed my ability to control my emotions to a point where if you're looking at anybody under 25, who's literally still going through puberty because puberty ends in your early 20s. I guess. Go fuck your, like go fuck yourself with that bullshit narrative of I control my emotions, which nobody believes. Yours control <laughs> you. You bright enough to know when you get impulsive. For me, that's repulsive. How do you like? It's like, it's like this whole line of reasoning being presented here is stupid. Okay, it's just stupid because I get the feeling Joe Budden's dating some young ass chick, expecting her to act like she's forty three. You know, like, right. and, and fuck all of that. If you go through all the shit you go through in your life and you act out a certain way and the lady's also going through shit, like, what are you doing here? I'm not, I'm not certain I understand where there's any justification for like what Joe Budden is presenting here. Like, it just kind of comes off a lot like... The woman did not worship me the way I wanted to be worshipped, so fuck her. Yep. And that's really shitty. That is, this is an album describing what I call nice guys, having formerly been a nice guy. Nice guy. Now I'm an interesting guy. Nobody really likes me that much on a personal (laughs) level, but I'm interesting. I guess. To like people in my life. Maybe you on the internet, like PewDiePie could be the next video. I'm fucking nothing next to what's out there on the internet, but in holden's live anyway i gave this song a 4.35 okay i like it more oh fuck i didn't even talk about how good the chorus is the yo and like and he goes you know though i know yeah. it's short term you never stay you always a sucker for whatever yo what up are you good hit me up whenever you in the hood then we fuck and it's fine and you got all this bullshit on your mind and it's just it's a it's a fucking great hook thing yeah and then he flows into that little part where it just feels like so robotic so what it is and here's the thing i've been there i've done that i felt that and i know what it is to just be playing your parts you're watching how i perform and it's breaking your heart you home alone backtracking replaying to start you realize this whole script you've been playing is a mark that ain't stop you from taking a part i guess we're both just playing our parts yeah that's the crazy shit you know what's crazy about women? Sorry. Hold on a second. You know what's crazy <laughs> about women internet people? It's like 
you can be really honest about some shitty shit you do and they will come back and almost love you more for being honest. Depends on what how depends on what the thing is that you did. In the beginning parts. In the first six months to a year. Okay. You can be like Get it all out then, I'm guys. A, I'ma sleep with who I want, I'ma do what I want, you know what, blah blah blah. And it's like, wow, he's not lying to me about it at least. And and I'm like, this is I literally was like in that phase of my life, like, this is real? So all the times that I lied and I tried to hide being a dude that was stupid and just being straight up worked. So Anyway, I've been there as that kind of guy and all that shit. And so I've been through that life for a quick minute. And so just hearing it, because we just play in our parts, just the whole way that chorus kicks in and and how both sides are really active and willing participants to this corrupt fiasco. Because as much as I'm criticizing the attitude Joe's putting forward, because I think it's a shitty attitude that Joe is putting forward. I also think that the lady playing her part is fully accountable and culpable for all of her actions. And I do not believe Joe manipulated that chick back into this game. I think he's just reporting on the game as it played out. Okay. Anyway, 4.35 on 5. All right, so man down. I feel like the flow on this track, it's like he does it again. The way he just wraps it up. Okay, they say what's up, waited up, really don't know where to start. Like the way he just emphasizes the lines, I'm doing it wrong in this flow. I can't just like, it's, it's just, it really follows suit in being distinct sounding. Like the way he punches is accentuated. Like he adds effects to his voice while he punches. Like, yeah, that's, it's, it's really fucking cool. Okay. So on that end of it, it's dope. What do, what do you think about this track? Um... I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about this one, honestly. This one like wasn't my favorite um, when I heard it. Um, it's sort of about um, how people want to see him fail and suffer, which is a hard thing to to accept. And he's having to deal with that. That people aren't always going to have his you know best interest at heart, and you know people are you know he's going to believe the wrong people or you know trust the wrong people or whatever. Um, and he just wants to be liked. He just wants everybody to like him. Oh, and he's like, why doesn't everybody like me? Um, the music on this one, again, it's uh, sort of rockish and it's, it's intense and it's, like and it. it's sad. Um, and it's just, you know, he talks a lot more about, you know, issues about girls again and how he just goes through them and they're just disposable and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know. I... It's okay. Like I said, it wasn't my favorite. Um, it's very raw and honest again, but I mean, that's kind of what this is. You know, it's not really a new thing. It's the whole, it's basically like we said, it's like his diary. Um, so I gave this one a four on five. So I thought this one was rather distinct on the album. Okay. Because it seems to be the least girl song on this album, right? Yeah. So like the whole first verse, like, okay, the weight's up, weighted up, really don't know where to start. People fresh home want me dead and gone. I'm daring y'all. And apparently um, somebody got into a car, like put a gun on him and like if the, oh, yeah. the, the trigger hadn't jammed or whatever, or whatever jams, he uh, <laughs> would be gone. So, like, you know, he's in this kind of phrase of mind. You know, it's in arm's reach when I'm asleep. I'm prepared for y'all. People bleed big agrees. Ain't nobody scared of y'all. So that's cool, shutting up big like that. Uh, Besides, let me summarize. They ain't got to the got got to wherewithal. I'm like, did he just fucking drop wherewithal? In like, that's one of those words where like, 
almost nobody ever says it. <laughs> and then Joe just trapped it here, and I'm like, okay. Oh, good. That's a good line, Joe. And the first time I heard it, anyway, and, it, and it's just weirdly delivered, but in a good way. I'm like, yeah. kudos. That might be up there, Joe. Uh, I'm everywhere. They never there when I'm going here for me. Y'all know me as Joe. Don't want to see me as mouse. Let me address all these rumors so they don't leave out the house. I'm like, okay. So on all of this, people don't really want to see Joe win is about what I'm taking from it. Yep. And I kind of find it a little more like confessional in a less whiny way, almost like a frustrated, uh, empty kind of way, which okay. I kind of like because it's different than what we've been getting. Um, then he starts out with Clue because Clue and him back in the day was doing some stuff and he came in he was the best and you know the whole first oh verse, I just thought he was making reference to the the game I, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's DJ Clue um, okay. and then he kind of you know flows through and then the verse ends and I'm like I don't really know if there was a lot there but then the second one mm-hmm. comes through okay let's start it from scratch put it on the line um they, my character's been defamed i put it all online told him that's where we hit it said i was wrong all the time and now we finally here i waited a long last time been called every name in the book been a liar a deceiver a cheater a woman beater am i all am i neither and i think that's super interesting too because he's kind of like saying started from nothing he put himself out there he went out and became a celebrity in an era where he had an erratic personality and he's kind of responding mm-hmm. here to all of the different criticisms that have been given to him throughout the year am i these things and he had his court case where i think he ended up not being found guilty so people feel a lot of ways and a lot of rumors about him and whatnot and so i thought that was like kind of cool again to put that out like that been absorbing the ether robin paul to pay peter high price to pay strangers i've been offering me to i've been uh more than a leader even with my back to the wall thought i was finished forever when i was practicing falls and it seems interesting how it's almost like he you picture him just like scrounging back to the wall trying to like fucking scrounge survive move through this social like netscape it almost Mm -hmm. sounds like social media and dealing with people is the equivalent of the struggle of the hood is to many other rappers in the way that he's putting it out here and then i don't know i feel like he then does kind of flow into this kind of illusion to women um but i think he's kind of talking about the relationship of himself with the fans and shit okay so like too much passion to call nothing but bars ain't no fashion involved how his path ain't a door and how the fuck they laughing i can blast through the door okay so he's kind of now flossing a bit i'm this good etc uh first they love me then they hate me then they love me again first it's lovely then it's ugly then it's fuck me again so that is like a double entendre to the situation with women as he's described but also probably hip-hop and the state of things with fans okay they hated him on the last album maybe they love him again for it's whatever and then bitches don't text back and then they suck me again and that's kind of what he's describing like the erratic nature of the relationship so there are a couple lines about girls that i really think it's inconsequential to this particular track and then the chorus too oh the hook i guess a hook is a little line to hook you in a chorus is more of like a little mini verse that gets repeated i looked up the difference they want me man down and it just sounds like the whole world's out to get him and then we get social conscious like we go straight sjw like joe gets woke um i'm wishing this is a dream maybe it's smoke in the mirror wish i could change it all but uh, just by blowing smoke in the mirror so basically 
he kind of hates it all and he wishes he could smoke some marijuana and escape the pain been such a long ride wishing i was on the side to get caffeine pills to stay awake with sean price and then he's kind of relating to sean price passing and i i don't i think it was an overdose uh i don't i might be wrong so i don't want to keep talking there but whatever mm-hmm. if i was by eric gardner out of yada the pigs give him all my cash we wouldn't have to sell that sig you know so it's almost like he would intersect himself into these bad situations and moments and fix it in some way shout okay. to bobby christina let her know that i love her wish she was alive didn't die the same as her mother maybe my thinking is off when i blink i get thoughts of bullets shaking the door and tape around chinks porsche chinks was a, a person who got shot mm-hmm. I, I saw a picture of his car full of bullet rooms bobby christina is <clears throat> whitney houston's daughter Mm. Uh, see, it damaged my heart. I'd be writing Yam's car to get the perp out of his cup, get his hands off the bar. So that is in res- uh, response to ASAP Yams, who passed away over overdosing. And so I'm just like, yep. what the? F- where did the fuck did this come from? Like, it's not that there's anything wrong with this verse yep. inherently. Now he's just sad that everybody over de- over overdosed. Well, it's, it's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Lady, Robin Williams still to this day, so suicide um all this different stuff but it's just it's just like we go from joe's diary to this random like (laughs) i wish i could save the world and i don't mean it in like a disrespectful way like i know sometimes like might come off like that i'm just sitting here bamboozled and baffled by like (laughs) that's the third verse like it's actually kind of cool it's cool that he's like you know empathizing with all of these situations and showing right. a level of awareness and stuff about stuff other than him but it just feels like firstly the whole world's coming to kill him and fuck him up and all of this and then i wish i could you know stop really bad things from happening to other people yes which maybe yeah. is a subconscious cry to scream out and say to other people he kind of wishes that they would do a similar kind of thing for yeah, him maybe Maybe, I don't know. Is that stretching? Is that pushing it too much? I mean, could be. I don't know. Either way, I think there's one thing that's for certain. What? Joe Budden's gonna be immortal. For a guy whose voice barely changes when he raps, he has such versatility. Yeah. Every track feels different. Every track, for the most part, he sounds exactly the same in terms of his tone of voice. Yeah, cause he just loud. Well, it's, it's like <laughs> he talk raps. Like he's one of those guys that like talks almost. Like I feel like it's, he's pleading with us on every song rather than trying to spit the hardest shit I've ever heard, right. which is a cool approach. What do you think, though? Well, this one's sort of like a, a slower kind of tone and like, like rhythm or whatever. Um, you know, he only regrets regretting. Um, he talks about that he's ready to die. Um, so I think that he might still be a little bit depressed. Um, it's not easy to go through um, because he has to struggle through everything every day because he's immortal and he can't be killed, he can't be stopped, and that's kind of how he feels. He just feels so like grand and large and everything. Um, you know, he talks about having been through like bad situations um, and sounds like he's 
again, like sort of like stuck in the past kind of um, and that he needs to like move on and like he's still like very much in his head and everything else. And like he feels because of all these bad things that, you know, he he survived all of this. And so he just he must be bigger than life or whatever. Um, and he talks about how, that he had issues with his parents, um, that there are issues with um, drugs and like pill abuse and how the drugs couldn't even kill him. And um, and then he's kind of he's blaming the girl for not helping him when he was clearly like down and suffering. But I feel like you can't really hold that against her because like, you know, that's, you know, she was dealing with a guy who was like going through like some crazy shit. And I guess that's how she reacted. Um, and I feel like this is was this is like one of those songs that's good if you're going through like a recovery um, or if you, you know, you're going through like you went through like a depression or some something that was quite low. And then this is sort of like, you know, songs to kind of reflect on that and then maybe sort of grow a little bit, um, you know, because, you know, he's also dealing with issues and maybe something that you can relate with. Um, but I'm not. So this is a four on five for me. <laughs> I definitely relate to what you're saying because like a lot of this album is gonna I think a lot of your enjoyment of this album is gonna highly correlate to your mental state as you listen to this album right so just keep that in mind if it sounds like wah 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 when you hear it the next time you're feeling wah 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 it might be just what you need and right. that and it really I really want to emphasize the quality of how the music is like it's very well done but the poetry is dope Yep, yep. It might not be your cup of tea because sometimes it's hard to hear a, a mid-30s man cry. But that's kind of what we're getting on this album. I mean, unfortunately, like, I mean, it's I, got a very selfish, twisted, egotistical tone to it. Yes. But I'll take it. that's the issue. <laughs> I'll take it because it's honest. And there, he reflects the truth of people. He, okay. and And he's clearly in transition. It's clearly not like an end point right you can feel the i'm going through changes of this album yeah but yeah this one i feel like has some has a different kind of strength to it that is not present on most of this project you know like questioning what if the hunger was missing what if the passion was gone and if we're truthfully speaking never saw it lasting this long i guess that's not so optimistic but i guess he's talking about rap here and his career and kind of questioning like what if it ends wow it's still kind of going on if the words didn't rhyme what would i do for a living you'd talk on the internet joe <laughs> that's actually Done. what you did for a living um but i've been dead for so long i figure i'm due for some living laziest fucking rhyme on the album but it's fine because he's not trying to be the rhyming rhymer guy he's right. trying to tell you his story so cool my thinking is so complex simplicity can get lost but if everyone was real and i was wasn't surrounded by frauds i can really relate to that because it's like getting trapped inside of your mind to the point of manifesting that everyone are, and i believe it's the manifestation that everyone around you is had to get you that everyone's fake or that you can't relate to anyone and i think joe captures that really well the moral in that is so priceless just because i know what it costs looking back damn near every problem i had it never got and retracted a combatic problematic every problem of an addict mm -hmm. and I, it's just like it's powerful and it's so relatable and i think it's cool heartfelt but you can't be cheated if god dealt fuck this shit only regret that i have is ever being regretful man there's a lot of people yep. who need to hear that you yep. know who need to get past hating yourself which is something that is hard to do and requires the level of honesty that can produce an album like this 
Um, I mean, they all tried to kill me. None of them were successful. A few I knew for some years, and some never met me and tried, but you can't kill nothing that's ready to die. So it's like he's at a point where his desperation is there. He's ready to go yep. should that time come. So how can you hurt him? How can you come at him? It's not like you can do something to him that he is not willing to do to himself, which changes the power to him. He's not afraid to go. The fear that would normally come from the threat being gone changes the entire scope of how you can hurt him like that. I mean, you could probably literally still kill him, but that's <laughs> not the point. The second verse talks about how his brother uh, got shot up nine times. Um, and in that moment, he was in a hospital bed and felt the vengeance coming through. Like he had to like lash back, like, and the way he rhymes it, like, and now I'm feeling like Steven when he was up in that hospital, like who the fuck is Steven? Thank you, Joe, for the <laughs> genius annotation. It was helpful, Joe. Yep. Person shot him nine times. They got him thinking illogical, crippled, feeling immortal. He cheated death. He unstoppable. He just want that revenge. Person, he feeling like dying, like feel like dying is impossible. I love the way he chops up the syllables. How he keeps the flow. It's just so. It just flows so good. Um, they want me to regress like I ain't been through the worst. Instead of me being blessed, they want me pinning that dart. I'm like. Yeah, it is true. Everyone loves making fun of Joe Budden. Hell, if we fucking love making fun of Joe Budden, it's awesome to make fun of Joe Budden for some <laughs> reason. I mean, he owns it really well. And I think if he was really sad, I would have a harder time making fun of Joe Budden. If he wasn't doing so well, it would be different. But you know that he's doing real well right now. Yeah. Um, they never noticed my path and all the sins I did first. Both my parents did drug seed and put syringes to work. Yeah. Ah. That's like a heavy one where you're just like, fuck, was I really just making fun of Joe Budden? <laughs> oh, damn. And I carry that exact gene, but I never mentioned I'm cursed. Those prescriptions were murder. I blame it all on that nurse. And it's like powerful too, right? Because somebody gave him a prescription for a thing along the way, this, that. And I like it. I really like it. I like the way he ends it. You can't kill nothing that's ready to die. Fuck this shit. Like he's almost more exasperated and more giving up. Um, but then the third verse takes it even further. See, I'm so self-destructive. Hurt anyone that come near. Done it my whole career. Was always one of her fears. Hurt her so much in the past. I'm supposed to be healing her, but she loved me so much. She said that it's only killing her. I'm like shit, eh? I guess that's what it's like when a person is with you and you're in a toxic place and you're going through all sorts of shit. And I suppose I have to kind of take back some of my criticisms of the earlier song parts of Joe because the album's a journey. And I knew I was going to get to this when I was being like that. On that song, his attitude is trash. But do you not realize here how his attitude is less trash? Mm -hmm. It's almost like, oh, he was being petty, Joe, for that song. And now we're getting like a more mature, reflective Joe. So yes, the attitude he put forth early on the album is shittier than the attitude he has now. And I believe his attitude gets better as we go along the project. And right. that is the fucking point of the album. And that had to be said because the album progression is really cool like that. Okay. Yeah, good catch. So I bet somebody in the comments going to come at me and then not watch this part, but that's okay. Um, or not. I say that and then we get no comments and I'm like, maybe I should stop saying that. Like, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> um, still, I just thought it was really powerful how he kind of, I think he's talking about the Tyranny girl on this one and being really honest, you know? Mm -hmm. Now she says she can't watch it, pill popping its tots. It promised to rub but stop it, just go hide it when I pop it. And I kind of get what that's like too, to go hide the behaviors of what you're supposed to not be doing, but to go do them behind her back or whatever. 
and then it's a shame we can never be the same wasn't prideful how can i tell you i'm nowhere near finished from being suicidal baby that wasn't me just some person that smelled like me fuck like you stuck by some person that felt like me and he just kind of sit there as he he really reflects on the rest of his verse how he kind of lost weight kind of did a bunch of shit and then he judges her for leaving but then in that retrospect he kind of make amends to you um he kind of recognizes at the very very end i was wrong is what he's saying like you shouldn't have seen me that high and fucked up right. and had you not it would have been different and so i really kind of i'm surprised like it just kind of flipped a lot and i think that there might be some people who don't understand the full complexity of joe Biden, and i really admire the fact that as the album progresses we get that journey from pure petulant heartbroken fresh off the boat we'll call it i'm in the worst state ever to this point where he's got through a lot to a point where he can think back we're gonna get into more topics and stuff uh for this track i give it a 4.35 I don't remember if you gave a grade. I sure did. I'm terrible at it. I get so caught up. Um, but love, I'm good. No, no, hold on. We should go there, but it's been a while. I think we're going to call this to end of the first part of the review. Okay, okay. And then we're going to go through the rest of the tracks in the second part. I mean, I doubt we're going to get another 30-minute monologue, so it should work out to being similar in terms of timing, hopefully. Right. But... It's a little more palatable to split it up, I think. True, true, true. So, yo, thank y'all for watching us. Let us know what you thought about the Joe Budden All Love Lost album. We're on the first half. Don't worry. We'll get through the rest of it very soon. <laughs> Let us know what you think about Joe Budden. Do you watch his shows? What you thought about this review? Any of that fun stuff? We'll make sure to answer you in the comments if you do. Subscribe to the channel for more reviews. Hit yep. that like button if you did like it. And yeah, special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Lindo, Williams, and Coney Sparks. They're dope. They support what we do. Help us get a new camera. Help us get on Spotify. Go help us get a website real soon. And um, basically, Coney Sparks used his Patreon powers to make us review this album. So if you want to be like Coney Sparks and the other cool patrons, you can check us out over on patreon.com slash behind that suit. I don't know if I should. That's that's just sounded so markety. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> um, I also make music and you can check that out. It's, I made an album recently. It's called The Alternative Grind. I dropped it in October of 2019. Mm -hmm. You can check it out on he all the things. dropped it and you can pick it up. That's what's up. Let me know what you think about it. Somebody did recently. And I thought that was so cool. So kudos to the guy who actually checked out my album after watching the review. You the real MVP of this episode and the, everyone else. Anyway, live long and prosper, everyone. Bye, guys. Have a good one.